Boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I am your conspiracy asshole, Primetime 99, Alex Stein, and we have one of the most lovely guests that we've ever been able to have here at the castle, the one, the only, Eliza Blue. I'm going to bring her right on. Eliza, welcome to the castle. How are you doing this evening? Thank you for joining us. Alex, thank you so much for having me. That was such a nice intro. Well, and I, I, love your, I love your rosy cheeks tonight. I'm loving your whole dapper look. Well, You're we giving full to... dapper energy, a handsome dapper chap, indeed. Wow. Well, no, you say I that. Know. No, no, you say that. You're being nice because I'm sick myself in that woman's bathing suit, and I got to hit the gym. I've gained. I've got all these COVID weight. I've gained so much weight since the lockdown because uh, I stopped. You know, they they're so crazy about all the rules at all my gyms, so I basically stopped going. But that's not an excuse for being overweight and chunky. But but what I'm saying, my arms are flapping. It looks like those granny arms. Oh, I'm so sick. I watched that video. I can't believe millions of people have seen it. <laughs> Look like that. It makes me sick. Eliza, it really does, but you're being too nice. I really appreciate the. Well, Clayton, uh, the kind you look like a handsome dapper chap. Um, when you hit, when you hit the turnaround with the arms flapping, that made the whole video. <laughs> to be brutally honest, so if you were like, you know what I mean, if you were like shredded out here, I don't. It might have read the same, but I think it was partially so incredible because when you hit the corner, <laughs> you were a full mess. I loved it. Oh, I was a full mess. That's the whole point. I'm kind of always a mess, but that's the whole point, I guess, is like, you know, I have to be the full mess. That's part of the shtick. But so, Eliza, you know, you come on the show and, and I hate to, you know, just immediately start with this, but you're a human traffic survivor, human trafficking survivor. And the reason why that is so important today is we look at this war in Ukraine. And we're worried about the border between Russia and Ukraine, yet the border between Texas and Mexico every day is being flooded with sex trafficking, human trafficking. And I know this because what I see is there's a there's this lake that I always uh, go to. I walk my dogs. It's called Bachman. It's called Bachman Lake. All right. And every day almost I'll see like a new, you know, it'd be like an adult type person. Right. With like kids and it's weird and they'll be and they'll have their backpack and they have like their new shirt from walmart and like they you can tell they just got out of a bus and like i said it'll be like a guy with young kids so in your opinion what is your take on the sex trafficking happening at the border eliza um human trafficking both for labor and sex are happening around the globe 
24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's not just an on the border problem. It's not just when there's a crisis problem. It's an everywhere problem. And it's an all the time problem. So I think it's a big problem all the time, everywhere. Um, you know, so as a survivor advocate for those affected by human trafficking, I have made my primary focus to focus on, uh, to focus on domestic human trafficking with domestic survivors. I'm a United States citizen and I was trafficked domestically. Um, there are a few reasons why I do that. I think maybe I'm a little bit comfortable speaking about those things, but um, anytime you have vulnerable vulnerabilities, um, some of the vulnerabilities might be mental health issues or folks that are undocumented, folks that are dealing with substance abuse issues, um, Indigenous, black and brown folks, um, anything LGBTQ plus, uh, homeless, if I didn't say that already, and uh, runaways, those are going to be things that make folks more vulnerable to being exploited in the first place or, you know, domestic violence, a history of sex abuse. Um, So there are so when we talk about our border, our southern border, there are specific things that make that the perfect storm for exploitation. So I think that that's sort of what you're probably talking about. And it is the same in Ukraine, although I do focus, you know, here in the United States, um, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, at least try to be a voice for the voiceless and separate out some of the facts from the other nonsense. Um, what's, what is going on in Ukraine by all intents and purposes is also something to look at as well. Yeah. And I think that uh, we need to do our due diligence in having this conversation while also talking about uh, Russia as well. We've put Russia in a uh, very desperate situation financially, and that is also the breeding ground for exploitation as well. Wow, I can tell your energy level totally changed. You went from complimenting me to all of a sudden, you know, wow, you got in that high vibration. I don't mind if we act totally (laughs) reckless and foolish, but like, okay, so this is the thing about me. I'm a total, like, I'm like you, I'm a full hot mess, extra fully to the max. But when I'm speaking about these issues, I take it really seriously. And I never want people to think that I'm minimizing my trauma, minimizing the crime. So I try to give folks um, just, you know, with my podcast, with my Twitter feed, whatever it is, I try to just um, give them a little bit of both. It's like, cause I know like the heavy stuff all the time is a bit much, even for me. I mean, I'm yeah. a survivor. I don't want to talk about this all the time. So, uh, so I try to flip back and forth. It's been really fun, Alex. I've had a great opportunity to speak to a lot of comedians like yourself uh and they've been a really nice uh safe haven I've, I've been pretty lucky but yeah i try to be very serious when i'm talking about trafficking so nobody ever says that i'm diminishing it no and, and i really appreciate that because some people i know i think they said on twitter already they're like oh you go on that goofball show and you know people are gonna hate on me because i you know do have some wild viewpoints and i kind of am a little controversial but one thing i am not I I have something to say about that. Um, So I've gotten a lot of pushback as well for folks that I associate with or folks whose show I go on. Um, As far as I'm concerned, everyone needs to hear the message. Um, I'm a real survivor of human trafficking. So why wouldn't I want as many people as possible to hear my experience, strength and hope? I know that there are a lot of different survivors out there. A lot of survivors like comedy, a lot of survivors like diverse people. So I do not pick and choose. Um, I'm not specifically picky about the platform i'm just grateful for the platform so but you know people try to do this weird guilty by association type of thing um you know you could take Infowars, alex jones for instance i've never been offered to go on but it was always kind of a conversation or even you know tucker carlson perfect example um you know, these are sort of like edgy individuals. And I'm like, no, if somebody's going to give me an opportunity to speak, I'll take the opportunity. I also said I'd go on the Young Turks. 
So like, yeah. I don't care. I'm not picky. I, I would go anywhere to talk about this stuff. And that, and that does, you know, show that your character, you're a high moral character person because you're actually trying to help because you realize at the end of the day, it's you got to put aside our differences for like, you know, major issues like human trafficking. And this is the sad thing is they, I, I, human trafficking is a huge issue. But in my mindset, I'd like to get your opinion on this. I would almost think about this is this is far out there. But do you think if we had, and obviously it's rampant in Europe, but if we had a decriminalization of sex workers and we could actually have it legalized, would that get rid of, in your opinion, a lot of the underage sex trafficking? Because in this day and age, a lot of the pimps, for lack of a better word, are will traffic a, a young person the same as an, uh, more. They want to traffic a young person because it's the same crime as trafficking an adult, basically. And it, they're more valuable or they're more vulnerable for whatever reason. So if they did some sort of legalized or decriminalization, do you think that would actually help people if we took a model like Europe and Amsterdam has, in your opinion, Eliza? That's a really good question. I think you answered part of your question in presenting the question. Uh, the world that I function in, there is no uh, room for negotiation. So I, I deal in two areas from within uh, the trafficking, the anti-trafficking space. I deal with survivor aftercare and uh, child sexual abuse material in the digital space or child sexual exploitation material in the digital space, specifically our uh, legacy tech, corporate tech, social media platforms. This is one of my primary areas of focus. As far as I'm concerned, there's no gray area there. Um, and that's pretty much how the law is written in the United States. Under no circumstances uh, would a child ever be selling sex uh, legally or, you know, definitely. I don't think that children should be criminalized. But to answer your question and not give you the runaround. Um, I'm an anarchist. I'm an anarcho-capitalist. So I would be more along the lines if dealing in a minarchist society, I would be more along the lines of not criminalizing folks. Um, I don't believe that legalization would help. I don't think that those that want to do this um, willingly, and I never try to speak from the willing adult sex worker perspective because it's not um, that's not my area. Of, yeah. That's just not an area that I talk about. But what I don't want to do is increase Folks that willingly choose to go into uh, willing adult sex work or willing adult entertainment or anything like that, uh, I don't want to criminalize them and make their vulnerabilities worse to be exploited later on. And I can kind of paint a picture of how that goes. And it applies for human trafficking victims as well. Once you have those arrest charges on your record, um, you it's more difficult to get jobs. Yeah. It's more difficult, uh, you know, in that apartment, home loan, anything. A hundred percent, Alex. It's is a hundred percent. So what we want to do is diminish those vulnerabilities and those at-risk populations. So uh, I think that that's really important. But I don't want willing adult sex workers to have to pay the government. You know, I don't. It all sounds, you know, and also we have to think about those folks that are here undocumented. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of extra things there, so we have to be very careful. There, the, some of the things that I hate about everything is that there's this huge reactionary uh, response to human trafficking, which there should be. But what we need to do as the anti-trafficking movement is make sure that we're not having these knee-jerk reactions that make things worse for other people and make them more vulnerable. And what we also need to do is pay attention to the issue and always keep in mind the most vulnerable, affected, period. Children, that's number one, number one. Everything that we look at should always definitely deal with the most vulnerable first. 
Yeah, but this society in this day and age could care less about children. I believe that they actually exploit children from the top down. And you look at like Kentaji Brown Jackson, Supreme Court justice, and like she's like, you know, easy on child pornography and she just gets to the that level. I don't think stuff like that is an accident. So in your opinion, I mean, I keep asking your opinion because you're the guest, but it's like, how do we fix the human trafficking issue? Is it even fixable? It's like the war on drugs. There will always be people taking advantage of people. So in your opinion, how do we kind of fix the, the problem best we can? I know there's not a clear cut answer. Yeah, if I knew that answer, uh, yeah. it would be like I would I wish I wish um, <laughs> trust me, I wish. And I think about this nonstop, Alex, like maybe a little obsessive. <laughs> Uh, obsessively think about it. Um, there are multiple things. You tapping into the war on drugs is spot on. Uh, we saw what happened with the war on drugs. Um, the government lost and drugs won. Yeah. Uh, so what we don't want to do is keep sinking a lot of money into this issue and having nothing happen. We all know how the government sort of messes up everything. And I wish I could sit here and give you a good report card about the government just doing an awesome job about trafficking. They would like, they would like you to think that they are. Um, they are not. They're sinking money into this issue and it's repeatedly getting worse and worse. But some of the areas that I think would really help prevention, education, and awareness. The deal with human trafficking and, and all these things. And I, I like to speak about the crime as a whole, you know, labor and sex is to stop the crime before it starts. That's the goal, yeah. right? You know, so, you know, education, prevention, awareness, strong families and healthy communities. The, the healthy communities are the backbone to those families in case that doesn't work out for whatever reason. You have a strong family unit there um, and healthy adults, healthy adults that are willing to step into ch ch child's lives so that this doesn't happen. And if it does happen, if they are contacted by a predator, if this looks like the direction a young person's life is going to go, that they have some someone safe to talk to about it. Once again, hopefully preventing the crime before it starts. But if it does happen, they have someone to confide in and then we can offer them adequate resources. Well, one of the channel that I watch, I mean, obviously famous is to catch a predator, but now there's a lot of people that call predator poachers and, but I don't want to compare it, but, but uh, you notice on that show and there's a guy, um, Alex, that has a different Alex. He has a show predator poachers and they go and they kind of, they catch guys and they catch these predators. And a lot of times when they confront them, they were victims of sexual abuse. So it's very cyclical. In your opinion, is human trafficking like that? Like, does somebody get trafficked and then they end up working in it like a Ghislaine Maxwell or something? Not that she was trafficked because she was a rich family, but I guess like girls that she would traffic end up helping her find other girls. So is it is it cyclical like that in your opinion? There can be yeah. situations like that. Uh, you know, of course, when someone grows up in an environment of abuse, uh, it becomes normalized. So or if they're exposed to an environment of abuse, that becomes normalized. Even in some severe cases of Stockholm syndrome or trauma bonds, that type of abuse and exploitation can become normalized under the right circumstances. There are times where uh, victims turn into abusers and, you know, there are sometimes dual roles. You know, I, I have a lot of compassion for individuals who are survivors. Um, but there is a line there of responsibility 
that the that your Alexandria in the swimsuit at the Plano Luther. City Council That's was simply the yes, best. Yes, it does happen. You are nailing the spirit of the we age, just got, Alex. We're talking about serious Cheers, thing, clinking we just got a huge glasses. Text-to-speech donation, or not a huge donation. Oh, we did just get a hundred dollar donation. Wow, sorry, we're talking about this seriously. I know we got, we're making some money, my boy Matt. And no, we're says, not making money. You're making money. I'm Alex. making some money, but guys, come on, it's not about that. I don't do this for the money. You don't help a human trafficking victims for the money. I know you could probably make more money in a lot of different avenues. Uh, and uh, well, what, what I'm <laughs> I saying, literally do anything else, Alex, and make I know money. in sales. You're very, you're such a personal person. There's so many things. Not that you want to be a saleswoman, but you know what I mean. I'm just saying there's a lot of avenues that would even be more profitable for you. Okay, so tell me this about your personal story. How do you get on now? Now in this day and age, everybody knows you. Like I want to call you, and I mean this with all due respect. I would say you're like a micro celebrity. You're a celebrity, you know, on the internet. It's you're, not, but you're not the celebrity. You know, you're not like Tucker Carlson celebrity. I'm not like Tucker Carlson celebrity. But you know what I mean. You're you've been on all the shows. You've been on you've been on literally every like you know right wing, left wing. You've been on so many stuff. You are a celebrity, but you're not like Jada Pinkett Smith celebrity. You know, it's different. You know what I mean? And yeah, I'm not saying that because you have the short haircut. I'm just saying, you know what I mean. So how how does Eliza? Is it just your great personality, or or what what kind of puts you in the spotlight in your opinion, Eliza? I was thinking a lot about this today. Uh, so what happened was I never wanted to be public with my story, or even be a public survivor leader. There's a difference between so you don't have to be a survivor to be a survivor advocate, okay. and but you do have to be a survivor to be a public survivor leader. So now I would consider myself sort of a multifaceted. Uh, you know, person now, but I, now I am a public survivor leader and I never wanted to be at all, Alex, like literally it was pretty much the last thing I wanted to do um, for a plethora of reasons. I was embarrassed. Um, it was just, it's, it's hard to talk about it all the time. I don't like talking about it all the time. It's like the worst moments of my freaking life all the time. I have to talk about it. I don't like it at all. That's hard. But, well, I was just, I'm not going to cut you off. That has to be really hard. Cause you don't want to bring up the elephant in the room. I, but that's why I don't want to harp on it too much, even though it's an issue. No, that we should talk. Cause we got you're a lot good. of interview left. So I figured we'll get through the kind of rough parts and we can joke around maybe freestyle no, rap, but yeah, sorry, go yeah. ahead. I'm gonna, I'll... We're going to freestyle. Don't worry. It's going to happen. But I wanted to get your story out there. So people that I know yeah. everybody knows you, but, you know, some people might not. So I want them to know your story. Yeah, so I can I can answer your question and then go into a little bit of my story. But basically, to long story short is when the pandemic hit, um, I was nervous because of the lockdowns. I knew that 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 would increase uh, folks vulnerabilities when they would experience homelessness because they couldn't work or, you know, experiencing not having a job uh, because of government lockdowns. I was more thinking of those, you know, tip, you know, those night by night, those, you know, those folks that make tips, they need that cash in their hand, folks that are living paycheck to paycheck. I just knew that the exploitation uh, rates would increase due to the initial set of lockdowns, the government's response to the pandemic. And so I started just tweeting about human trafficking and uh, the Daily Wire like begged me for two days if I would add my name and picture to an article. Um, I didn't want to do is like, I, I just like right now, just envisioning like a, a horse, like when you're dragging a horse through mud, like with the with the hooves and all the muds gathering up on the hooves. That's how bad it was, Alex. I, I told him no at first. I was like, no, I don't want to be in public. This is embarrassing. And then I was like, you know what, Eliza? It's not about you. You're free. And to this moment, Alex, that's probably uh, 
one of the things I'm most grateful for. I'm so grateful I freaking did that. Like, I'm just so grateful I did that. I'm so grateful I spoke up um, and I hope that it helped folks. I know it has. And then I just started doing podcast interviews. I never, I'm not too keen on the corporate press. Um, Actually, I thought what you said the other night on Tucker was great. Hey, that was the first time I ever watched Tucker was to see you. Oh, I found myself in the back. No, that makes me feel good. And I brought up the Mockingbird media. The legacy media is, is garbage. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was so hyped, Alex. I was living with the whole time. I was like, oh, he's out here fully wild. But you didn't, you didn't, you held back. And yeah, I know you wouldn't you want to talk back. about lizards. No, I'm not going to say, oh, I think lizards are running the world, even though, I, you know, Lancey Pelosi might be one. But what I'm saying is I'm not, I don't divide with the lizards have all that much. That's like more of a David Icke stuff. But I didn't go full a lizard uh, people on the interview but i but the mockingbird media that i talked about that is true that is like that's out in the open that the cia has an entertainment liaison for every network for all movies and that's why they can get script approval that's why a lot of topics can't be said i mean that's typical of the hunter biden stuff it's like that that was a coordinated effort to hide that and now they're letting it all come to light like oh yeah we just figured out it wasn't russian disinformation they knew the whole time that was real you know what i mean that's why the media they, they are the enemy of the people especially the legacy media luckily there are some independent people out there that there's a few outlets but even them like when you look at um uh, i'm not trying to pat blaze tv on the back but they they did an expose like even a lot of the right-wing conservatives took a lot of money to sell the vaccine when like you know they acted like they were you know, not totally for it, but we can only say so much on YouTube, even though we want to say it's the most safe and effective thing. Get it. It's so good. We love it. I love it. It's the best thing. Get it. Okay. But that's what, I, that's a joke. What I'm saying is I, that's, I, you know, we had to say that. Your for face YouTube. just did a whole, your yeah. face just had a whole, oh, wow. Yeah. This is my face. I'm a, this is my vaccination oh. face. After oh, wow. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm have a rubber face. Look I'm at free. how luxurious your hair is, Alex. Wow. I guess I'll run my fingers. Like the wave situation. Yeah, show off the whole thing. No, look yeah, how this red is his the, face this is... just got. Everybody, look at how red his face just got. Look at how luxurious. I like it. I'm a simp. I'm a sucker that idolizes, uh, you know, you know what the P word is. I don't want to say it because I want to sound like a sophisticated man with such a sophisticated lady um okay but, but, but what i was talking about the mainstream media is literally not probably not even tell your story that much because like they don't want to bring light to the real issue because it's so bad i didn't even go to the yeah. corporate media i didn't even go to the corporate media um i've done one interview with nbc i've done i mean i've done just by proxy a little bit but i i avoided it i avoided the corporate media i wanted to do it my way and the thing about me is i wanted to reach as many people as quickly as possible and i felt like the podcast space was a little bit better for that i knew it would be long form unedited i could say whatever i could be myself and i would reach folks that maybe cared about these issues but weren't talking about these issues and i really wanted to get in front of their face and say hey these are this is something we should care about it's been very effective and i'm really grateful that i took that path if i had to do it over again i wouldn't even change anything for the world I think it's great. That's I'm awesome. That, that's like the best thing is when you can look back and be like, yeah, I wouldn't change it because like at the end of the day, it is about getting the message out there. And I'm happy that you're open. And a lot of people like, I like they're like, oh, Alex, you're con- so conservative. I'm really not that conservative. Just the left has gone so far left. I'm really in the middle. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is it's about actually spreading the message to people like, Alex, you're an intentional or you go and do this stuff. I'm like, no doy. I want people to watch my podcast. I want people to watch my show. I want, I want to do this to a vacuum inside of a vacuum. Yeah, I want some people to see it. So I got to bring some attention and you, you bring attention to it. And I do it in a goofy idiot way, wearing women's underwear in a women's bathing suits in public places. I thought you look pretty nice, Alex. Wow. You're being nice. You're being too nice. You're buttering me up. I, I, makes you I, texted, you, I texted you that you look good in the swimsuit. 
I know, but I just look back. I'm sick. The diet starts tomorrow. Everybody says the diet starts tomorrow, but seriously, even even like you know the the fitness studio I go to, like Alex, we haven't seen you. I noticed they sent me that right after that video went viral. Like, hey, you well, might you might need to come. A, you're kind of having a moment right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say yes. Obviously, uh, health is very important, but you're having a huge moment right now. So I would capitalize on that while you have the opportunity. Um, not this is unsolicited advice. Did you listen to my voice message? Wait, I don't hardly listen, listen to, voice to my message. voice message. I, I yeah, hate voice messages. Real quick, this is a personal thing. And and a guy, Mark Dice, a guy who helped me out a lot. He's he likes voice messages. And I'm like, Mark, I love everything about you. You like voice messages. I can't hardly listen to a voice message. It makes me. Okay. I would, I'd rather read it all day long. Okay, but that's what I was hoping it would just read it out to you. And also, okay. First, why are you yelling at me? Uh, no, sorry. I'm sorry, Eliza. I just am. First of all, I'm myself. This is a primetime 99. It's just, it's not you. It's these voice messages. Everybody loves the voice messages day and age. I'm anti-voice message. I want the I literally text message. left you a voicemail. Like a oh, voicemail. I'm talking about the voice text. Voicemail okay, is great. Okay, I didn't do it like that. Okay, unless it, Alex, you, you're I, having an aneurysm over nothing. Well, I so apologize. I I'm sorry. No, let so me I apologize. I, you're all good. Okay. Uh, I'm just giving you, I'm just busting your chops. But uh, I called you like an adult because I felt as if I could help you. Maybe not. I was, I'm nervous you're going to get freaking banned. And I was like, yo, pump up your odyssey. And then I was like, oh, okay, a full, vo- a full voicemail of unsolicited advice. Like I was out here, like I'm out here popping. I'm not that popping. You know what I you're mean? You're more but- popping than me. Elijah, you've been on more shows. You're, I mean, right now I'm kind of hot, but I'm saying you've been. You're hot right now. Yeah, I'm hot right now, but you've been hotter than me for a longer time. Uh, so I take you know, I, this is the thing. And you'll probably know this too. Uh, it comes in waves, Alex, mm-hmm. you know, it comes in waves and I, I pretty much stick to my, what I talk about. I did launch a podcast recently, but the problem was the situation, the crisis in Ukraine, Russia started almost right when I launched the podcast. So it's been a little bit hard to get off the ground. That's no excuse. Um, ElizaBluePodcast.com, please. Links in the description. Everybody, the link is in the description. Yeah, please go listen. Um, but I, I'm trying to actually, you'll love this story, Alex. Uh, and I didn't tell my, I didn't tell my, where's your pen? Right I here. feel like your pen is, yeah. No, I have exactly. a, I chew on it. It's my nerve. I have an oral fix. I love it. I love it when you chew on it. It's such a vibe. Oh, cool. Cool. Anyway, cool. that's the last time I'm hitting on you tonight, Alex. I yeah, can't. I know. It makes me feel so, good. I feel like a stud. I have a beautiful lady saying I look good in women's underwear, or women's bathing suit. I mean, heck, this is a good night. If, 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 anyway, if, if the anyway. internet cuts off right now, I, I'll be a happy man with this interview. Okay, you're sorry. like, man, I went out on top. So, uh, so no, you'll love this story. So I started my podcast because, uh, during the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, I had promised one of the survivors of Epstein Maxwell that I would help her book. She's a public survivor. Uh, she's a public survivor and she's a public survivor advocate and leader. Uh, I promised her that I would help her book interviews uh, for during the Ghislaine trial. But I'm telling you, no one wanted this interview. I mean, yeah. she's I'm not going to I don't want to give away too much information, but this is uh, the interview of the century. This individual, I look like I I pale in comparison uh with my interview style, no one wanted this interview and uh, and some independent media wanted it, but they couldn't get their act together to, to pull it off. Now, in their defense, it was during the holiday season. But I mean, this was the interview of the century. It would have been her exclusive interview uh, after, you know, with the trial and everything like that, staring her abuser in the eye in court 
first interview. No one wanted this interview. Independent media couldn't get their act together. And I said, never again. So I started my own podcast. So I'm doing a mixture of interviews, but ultimately it, the podcast idea is so that if a survivor wants to step forward, they don't have to go to the corporate press if they don't want to. Well, and you know why that is? Because you look at, wow, another super chat. Thank you so much. But this is why is because it doesn't matter if you're in the legacy media, right, left. If you look at guys like Dennis Hastert with Speaker of the House, he's a convicted pedophile. He literally was, uh, and he's a Republican. You look at a guy like Jeffrey Epstein. He wasn't just with Bill Clinton 26 times on that plane. There was people on the right and left on both sides. So there's a lot of uh, loose ends that they don't even want to get out. They don't want them to say, oh, well, A, B, C, or D was on that you know, plane. And they don't. That's, that's why they don't want to have a corroborating witness for any of this stuff, because then it puts pressure on them to expose a lot of stuff they don't want. Because honestly, the, the reason why the trafficking happens at that level, it's a lot of a leverage game. It's called honeypotting, where they get these you know, high up people and put them in a situation with a child or like an embarrassing gay sex, and they might not be gay you know, or, or not be openly gay. And then they can use that as leverage uh, later on. So it's like there's people in the media that were used the same way. There's people in those stations that were on the same thing with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, so that's why you're not going to get any headway when it comes to that topic. And that blows my mind because uh, that sounds like a lot of that sounds oh, the whole thing sounds uh, they should have nipped that situation in the bud. The United States government, the FBI and the corporate media all covered knowingly mm-hmm. covered for Jeffrey Epstein and all of his co-conspirators. 100%, all of them, knowingly 100%. covered for him after they knew. And that lent room for more children and women to be abused. This is, I mean, the the, ramific- the long-term ramifications of that situation, if there was anyone with a spine in our United States government, in the FBI, in, in the corporate press, that story would have been exposed the first time a survivor stepped forward. I mean, this is, it, this is, it will never not make me upset. It will never not make me upset because when you speak to those survivors, I mean, the long-term ramifications on their life the fact that they have to move for their safety. You know, everybody always thinks, oh, you know, they're never thinking about the survivors. They're thinking about the salaciousness of the situation. You know, they're thinking, oh, this big person, this big person. No, think about the survivors that were sexually abused. Some of them, this was their first sexual encounter ever, period. Just imagine how that Im- impacts your for the rest of your life, I, let alone. I remember losing my virginity like it was yesterday. Just go ahead. I don't remember hardly anything. So probably lose- was yesterday, Alex. Well, maybe, but I'm saying to lose it in a way you didn't want it to be trafficked. I mean, it'd be 10 million times worse. Not that my virginity was bad, but you know what I mean? It would just be so memorable. It'd be a tattoo on your brain that you could never forget. So like out of the list of things you could have said, that probably didn't need to be added in. What, my virginity? <laughs> I, I say a lot I of stuff. It's like <laughs> Alex is like, Alex in his head is like, oh, let me figure out how I can make this about me. I and know, like, well, it's my I'm show, like, but I'm just saying, when you talk about a victim, their first sexual experience to be trafficked makes it much worse. I, I mean, get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, all right, I'll back off. I'll no, back you, off. you bring it on. Bring it on. I I'll, a pull my, I'll pull no, myself no. on ice yeah. a little bit. I'll <laughs> calm down. No, we want you pumped up. You can, I'm a glutton for punishment. Bring it on. Please keep going. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's all. I just, that's all I had to say. I don't like to hyper-focus on the, you know, I like to focus on many, many different types of the crime, many different facets of the crime. Uh, you know, we tend as a society to uh, sort of hyper-focus on these really uh, sensational uh, conversations. Don't forget the fact that it's also happening in our backyards, you know, um, 
it could happen with your own children if they're internet safety. You know, I always let folks know your child can be exploited from the comfort of their own room by being blackmailed and extorted to sending, um, you Selfies. know, no, that, no, that's real. really prevalent where they, they get tricked into doing stuff and then they like, they, they like maybe have right. sex with the person so they don't expose the selfie. So no, and it can happen to like young people. So in your, what about this? And I mean, I, maybe I'm talking about stereotypes, but you know, they talk about like a lot of the nail salon employees and a lot of Asian people or a lot of, you know, um, I, I guess you'd call like international travel, human trafficking victims. They think they're coming here under like the, a new life. And then as soon as they get here, their passport gets taken and they, you know, either have to work some sort of manual labor or they have to do the sex work. So is that, what do you, what in your opinion is the most prevalent human trafficking that we have? Cause I know you went through a laundry list of issues of all the ones that, that are affected by, but what's the most prevalent? Well, first let's define human trafficking. Okay. Human trafficking is force, fraud, or coercion for the sale of labor or sex. Also included there is child soldiers, uh, the black, black market adoption, um, by the unit, by the United Nations standard, but it's a different crime here in the U.S. is a uh, black market sale of human organs, uh, child begging. And uh, so the list goes on and on. So, yeah, well, I see child in- begging all the time. I see a lot of people on the corner with their kids now. I think that's actually been way more prevalent. Sorry, go ahead. But that it's, it's, it's not funny you mentioned that, but I've just seen that even more and more. I see the people that are begging will have their kid with them now. And I didn't used to see that as much. Yeah, I definitely, um, you know, if you think that there's something there, you might want to uh, contact, you know, I'm always going to say, you know, contact the National Human Trafficking Hotline. You can do that anonymously. Um, Also, too, it works 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So that's a good resource. If you think someone you could do tips, um, it's also confidential or you can contact your local law enforcement. But yes, it happens in, but the thing is, Alex, when you look at the data and statistics, I mean, it happens uh, in many places. It happens by folks that work in the recreation, you know, recreations, folks that work in the hospitality industry. It's, it can truthfully be all over the place. So that's why it's so important that, um, you know, when we decrease some of these vulnerabilities, that are and and when folks are exploited here in the United States, that they know that there are resources and that they feel comfortable reaching out. Because if folks are here um, undocumented, they would probably be less likely to reach out to law enforcement or some type of authority. I've even had uh, survivors that are too scared to call the hotline because they think automatically they're going to be deported or criminalized, and it could happen. And and that's the thing is like, they, you know, if you think regular jail is bad, the immigration customs enforcement is the worst. That's some of the worst jailing there is. Uh, my family, we're in the bail bond business. So we deal with a lot of, uh, you know, people that are you know here illegally, they get arrested. And um, they're just it's just horror stories of people treated like I was talking about the border. It's just it's even worse than a normal jail. And there's a lot of children that go through that. So they're really afraid. They think, oh, well, this is even better than going into an ICE, uh, you know, um, correctional facility so it's really like a catch-22 they don't know what to do to get out of their situation it's really sad eliza it's devastating it's really devastating alex so that's why i'm so grateful to be i'm really grateful to be alive it's kind of like my just general energy i'm just like freaking grateful that uh i made it up that i made it out i made it away from just my abuser it's uh, i'm just so grateful and i'm really grateful that um i was able to start speaking about the issue 
and that folks listen. I'm like getting a little emo, like a little emotional because it, it That's does. Fine. Me- we love the emotion. No, no, it's all good. I mean, it just it does fill me with a big debt of uh, gratitude that because this is part of my story, Alex, you'll love this. Um, when I by the way, I have so many questions I want to ask you about you. Like, yeah, why is like, you're yeah. way more interesting than me somehow? No, I mean, uh, I'm a weird guy. I'm probably interesting. Yeah, I've been on a bunch of TV shows. I produce, I used to work for the TV show Cheaters, where you catch people uh, cheating on their husbands and wives. I know the show. Yeah, and so we'd run on people. I mean, I've had I, I've had a very interesting life, no doubt about it. But not the most interesting by any means. I, uh, uh, But yes, I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle. And uh, any question you got, I'm an open book. I'd love to answer it. Well, I'm sure this won't be our last conversation. No, oh my God. I feel like we're besties already. No, I mean, I, you know. uh, The way Alex and I met. Oh my gosh, Alex, I have to tell you this story. Sorry. So the way I came across your work, you're going to live for this. My (laughs) work? You make me feel nice. I do work hard to make content, but it's just funny. My work. I I really Listen, I have one raggedy, but I have a podcast and it's like consuming my whole existence. Legitimately, Alex, like I don't know how folks like yourself or Siraj hash me. It's like so much freaking content all the time. Siraj is great. Please. I got to do my Rumble account tonight. He's been so nice. I actually think well, and before you say that, like, Sydney Watson wants to say, me. no, but I'm, I'm a yeller. I just talk like this. down. Sorry. Sydney Watson wanted to say hi. I wrote down. She said, oh, we're talking, we're talking about people Sydney. we know. Yeah. Siraj and Sydney went, specifically wanted to say hi. So she said, I actually asked Siraj if he was available to maybe do a stream with us tonight, but he wasn't available. I didn't tell you I was going to do that. I was going to see if he was available first and then ask you if it was okay. But um, just because I want to hang out with him, he's one of my besties. So I was like, oh, I want to hang out. And I knew you were cool. And I know you two will vibe. Well, maybe next. Next, next week I'm going to New York, but the week after we can do a, a, a three uh, a three way, as I say. Careful. In the, in I'm done. I mean, I'm not a sexual thing. Stream over. Stream I, over. No, and not that. <laughs> no, a very professional three way interview, as they say. And that's not how they describe it. But go ahead. Sorry, sorry. So you're gonna. So Siraj, you're talking about content. You're asking about me. I think. Oh, the way I came across your work was I was on the phone. This is wild story. I was on the phone with, well, maybe it's not that wild now that I'm thinking about it. I was on the phone with Defiant L's, but I was on a three-way call with Defiant L's and my best friend, Amanda. And Defiant L's and I were having an awesome night and we were crazy. And then my my best friend, Amanda, is normal. So why, this just shows you how insane. You're always talking about how crazy you are. I'm also crazy. (laughs) So I was also flipping through YouTube. I was also flipping through Twitter and your video came up. I had no idea what I was looking at. Which like, one? I had no Which idea. Video? <laughs> uh, what's it like? As whatever prayers for Ukraine or what? Do you, oh what yeah, you prayers for Ukraine. About? Yes, yes. Gas prices way too high. Vladimir Putin needs to die. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh my gosh, that song gets stuck in my head like freaking crazy. But I was like telling them, I was like, "Yo, what am I even looking at?" Because I think kind of for a second thought you were serious. Of course. That's the whole I point. love that outfit. I love that outfit you had on in that uh, situation. By the way, you look—it was just the best. I looked so good, and then you went fully insane. And um, so I sent it to them. So I I encountered your work on a three-way call with those two, and had no idea what I was looking at. Then after I realized, oh, this is this is him. Like I figured it out. It kind of clicked. And then I just said to you, oh, I I sent you a DM because I wanted to give you some hype. You know what I mean? Hype you up. This is yeah. right before you snapped off. Well, no, nah, you probably already were snapping off. But no, that video really bl- made me blow up. So yeah, you right. did. Yeah, you did fully 
go off the chain, uh, which I'm very happy for you. Cause I told you the other day when one person, uh, when one person succeeds and when one person's shining, we all shine because everybody pulls each other up. And so well, I'm happy. Let me say this. We had to realize this is one thing people don't realize. When you put out another person's candle, it doesn't make yours burn any brighter. So if you actually no. have more candles lit, you brought you shine brighter. That's why we need more people. That's why people like Alex, everybody's stealing your bit going to city council. No, I hope we go to city council even, and we really need to bring awareness to serious subjects. Cause actually there are meetings, Eliza, where I go and I speak serious about, but what I'm saying is I want everybody to do it. I want everybody calling out these elected officials. Cause they all think that once they get elected, that we all of a sudden work for them when that's not the case. So no, I mean, that's, that's the, what I want. I, I want everybody to do what I'm doing. That's what I want. Yeah. Um, I think that that's great. I'm the exact same way too. I want people, I yeah. want to put people on. I, I like exactly. to see, because you got to think about it like this, because sometimes people are haters, but when Alex succeeds, his podcast, you know, conspiracy castle pops off and then he has a survivor human trafficking on. I could talk about these things from my perspective and um, that helps me out, too. And you never know. Alex, a survivor could see this show and decide to step forward or, you know, decide to want to reach out to an advocate and process some, you know, past or recent trauma. So I always look at it that way. And when you, yeah, anyway, so that's my soapbox. So that's about how I- right, About everybody, we want more success, guys, because the legacy media, they're going to try to keep us down. Like they're going to try to kick us off the internet, the technocracy. So I agree. It's like, we need more independent content creators, whatever that is, even if it's just Twitter, even if it's just social media, that's so effective in this day and age. That's why they're so threatened. That's why they cut everybody off. That's why they kicked Donald Trump off it because they're threatened by the the how powerful it is to be able to send a tweet and get a message out and it reach everybody when the media wants to control that avenue of information no i agree with you i think they're also probably threatened by your fabulous hair as well a little bit yeah i know well because well, I, I know everybody's threatened but by you're my hair. saying that yeah, your hair looks good but i'm starting to recede now i mean i'm gonna have to get some sort of alex uh, alex you should have seen my pre-show get ready so yesterday I did one sunless tanner just so that I didn't look because in my previous podcast, I looked vampiric, like not on point. I like I fair not. skin. I think it looks good. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. There's a difference between fair and vampiric. <laughs> and I look like a full blown vampire. And that's not fully the energy I'm trying to, although, which is a horrible time to say it considering my yeah. shoulder situation tonight. Well, Twilight, but, Twilight, I mean, there it looks kind of hot in Twilight. What's her name? That was probably the hottest she looked. What's her name? Uh, I can't think of it. Uh, uh, who's the Kristen main? Stewart? Yes. Is that, wasn't that one of her best? I mean, you know, I feel like that's. They really all look good, but they were like 12 years old. They yeah, were like, yeah, you they know were what I mean? They were young. They were fresh. They weren't 12. That makes us sound creepy. But you know what no, I mean? They were like, like all 20 years old, freshness. 19. I am not a young adult with freshness. I didn't want to look vampiric. Needless to say, I did Sunless Tanner the night before my last podcast, and I thought it looked good. Then I did the Unuttermost last night, put on more. You should have seen because my I did a live stream just to because I wanted to look fresh, you know, and I just overdid it. And so you should have seen all my live stream I did before this one because my locals community like helps me get ready before my podcast legit. You should because I start fully no makeup, no nothing, full whole hot mess. Literally, you should see my whole face is like an orange. Oh, I can't. It's the worst, <laughs> Alex. It's funny you say hot mess, but I mean, you're just hot. I mean, I don't want to come here and simp too hard, but really and truly you are really attractive. And you know that, you know, you can say okay. that, you know, yeah, come on. No, not you have probably some of the most beautiful eyes in the on the Internet. I'm not trying to kiss at your butt, but I mean, really, no. they really pop. Uh, so you really are beautiful. But we don't have to sit here and call each other. There's beautiful a few things. The yeah. There's a few things. 
I want anybody that's young to know this. I did not get, let me say this delicately so I don't sound like a jerk. My face didn't settle into itself until I hit like early 30s. So for anybody that doesn't feel like they're pop, like they're good, something happened where my face kind of got better um, into just something happened. So if you're not feeling like you're on point, also, Alex, this is not the hottest I feel like I have ever been, but I um, am always striving to be better while also not being too hypercritical of myself in the process. Does that make sense? Oh, of course. And we shouldn't be super hypercritical as well of insecurities. Okay. But what is your... What do you think about diet and exercise? Uh, you know, like what do you kind of eat and what do you do to, you know, to look like, what, what is your diet and exercise regimen? If you don't mind saying none, <laughs> well, you're natural. That's awesome. I need to diet. I don't know. I mean, I, I was like, I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat meat. People don't like that. Cause they're like, you're a vegetarian, but I still eat a little dairy, even though I try not to. Um, and I've actually gained weight since being a vegetarian because I eat all these carbs. So I don't know. I just saying, I guess that's weird about my diet. Do you have any like weird diet uh, or any weird exercise stuff that you do that's unusual? No, no I don't do anything too weird. I mean, that I don't think is weird. Um, I have lately just been trying to my best to cut down because I gained a lot of... I'm so embarrassed talking Why? about this. Why? You didn't gain anyway. You look I, great. I'm never embarrassed, Alex. <laughs> We love diet. People, this is a conspiracy castle. We cover everything. Diet is a big conspiracy too because it's genetically modified food. And I love fast food. I love junk food more than anybody, but it's like literally chemical poison. Um, and you know, it's so like, I don't want to virtue things like, I don't want to eat it. You shouldn't eat it because I love candy. I love a Twix bar or whatever the heck it is. Um, so, but it's, it's really, that is a, that is like kind of in a conspiracy. The food they give us, the food triangle, everything. It's just another way to poison us, in my opinion, with uh, like. I actually, I agree with you. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many I, you'd be surprised. Uh, I don't even like the word conspiracy theories. I don't even like the words conspiracy theory because I feel like the CIA made it up. So I don't even they like did. that. Language. They did. They did after the JFK assassination. They literally. Yeah, I don't even like that language, but I like to think outside the box and keep an open mind about most perspectives perspective how about that wow 25 chat love, love you, alex. you alex eliza, eliza you're gorgeous, you're gorgeous. thank you, you you can't hear it, but that's a 25 dollars super chat so and that's my very biggest supporter shay shay tk i love you thank you for that um, okay awesome. so we covered the diet but what so we can get into a little bit of conspiracies like you know i guess I drink a lot of water alex a lot of water that's that's that would be your recommendation like a lot probably too much i take a lot of vitamins i take a lot of like supplements and herbs and uh, depending on whatever is going on, um, of course, you know, probiotics, prebiotics and drink a lot of water. Um, but about, my favorite food right now. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. My favorite food right now is uh, cauliflower crust cheese pizza. That's the best. I eat that all the, the time. Do you, do you get the one at the grocery store and make it yourself or do you get the pre-made one and bake it? Yeah. I make it myself if I can. But uh, yeah. So, well, what was happening was at work. We were eating a lot of pizza. So I had made a switch because I was like, yo, this is attacking me. Like, it ain't sitting cute. I eat I'm pizza sitting- every day. Unless I know. I mean, not every day, but it's so fat. He just said like, he crazy. doesn't barely eat cheese. And then he going to hit us with, oh, I eat pizza every day. Anyway. Yeah. Well, um, I sometimes do the cashew cheese. There's actually this place that makes a vegan cheese, but still it's so fattening. It's all the bread. But go ahead. I keep cutting you off. Okay, sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, so that's kind of my... That's my favorite. I try not to do, I don't know, Alex, you know, I just, needless to say, I asked you 
to it to see if you could speak at Freedom Fest this year. I got to get my body, my physical look together before Freedom Fest because it's in Vegas, and I'm not going to go out there carrying any extra LBs. chunky. I like being sick. Don't get it twisted. I yeah. do like being sick. No, I do like being sick. Yeah, we don't want stick like thin it. girls. I don't like a girl that's just stick thin. I mean that. Like, sex that. trafficking. That, Support girls' a, educational and say, mentoring services. I want to look good for Vegas. I want to be girls. the most healthy, happy self. I also turned 41 in May. I turned freaking 41. I would so never thought. I thought you were like 21. You look 21. You look young. Oh, but somebody said a super chat. Fight sex trafficking, support girls, education, and mentoring service. Gyms.girls.org is, is who they said. I don't know if you're familiar with that website, but I wanted to. I'm not familiar with that website, but that was good information. Yeah, that's definitely education, prevention, and awareness is definitely number one ways. Please talk to your children. Yeah. That's above and beyond everything else. Just talk to your children. I think the. Uh, you know, a lot of the numbers of exploitation that we're seeing is really happening quite frequently in the digital space through our social media. People in the uh, chat are saying, you look 20. She looks 20. No way she's 41. I swear that's what they're saying. In the chat. Okay, listen, go to my locals community before this episode. I'm not even going to put up the picture or video of what I look like. It's subscribers only. I know it's going to cost you five bucks. You will legitimately get to see me with no filter no makeup no nothing with a ring around my face bright orange and my eyebrows and eyelashes are tinted and it had a negative reaction to the sunless tanner so you're gonna see me in full whole hot mess and then you go make your own decision okay well freedom fast you're gonna be looking good at freedom fast we gotta i will be looking good regardless but i think you should speak there alex i will i will i'll go to freedom fast i love las vegas actually really uh i used to gamble a little bit now i don't really gamble at all uh because it's just kind of poisonous (laughs) well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, I used to go to Vegas like a few times a year and go gamble and get drunk yeah. and get wasted. And my, see, see, this is this is the thing. I worked for cheaters and really it changed my life. Um, a guy, the host of the show, his name's Carl Gable, a good friend. I'd say this all the time. People watch my show are going to be annoyed. But he was a wild party animal. I mean, huge tolerance. Like he would do lines of cocaine and just, be, I mean, I would never thought the way he died, he died the way he died. He bought pills that he thought were Vicodin or thought were normal pain medicine, like obviously illegal pain medicine. But it was fentanyl and he took him and he literally woke up dead. I mean, he never he just took him, went to bed and never woke up. And yeah, sad. Uh, it's, it's really sad. No, I mean, it, it totally changed my life. And I was like, man, I got to get my life together. Not that I was bad. I wasn't as wild as Clark, not trying to disparage him. So this is you after getting your life together. Yes, this is me not drinking. And like, I still like to, you know, have a little fun here and there, but not with alcohol because it, uh, uh, not that I'm anti-alcohol. I'm not a teetotaler. But after that. It just changed my life. It changed my perspective. It just showed me how short my life is. And very easily could I have been like Clark. Oh, because I remember I remember I had a bad cavity at the beginning of it. Like I got a gold teeth. I had to get a crown. And I would be like, oh, Clark. I like the gold. I like a like you're like, yeah, I got a gold teeth. Well, I did. I chose gold. I could have got porcelain, but I was like, I'll get the gold because uh, I, I always like wanted gold, gold that's teeth. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, uh, and the gold actually says it's a little better when the teeth uh, hits it than the porcelain that could last longer. But. What I'm I'm saying is there was a time when I remember my tooth hurt and I worked. I was like, oh, Clark, can I get one of your pain medicine? He's like, yeah, yeah, I got a problem. And I just know very easily. Luckily, whatever I got from him then was not one of those fentanyl pills. Very easy. I could have taken that and died. So it's like people don't realize these young these young kids, too, are the the most vulnerable for that. They take like an ecstasy pill or they take cocaine and it's laced with fentanyl. And their first time they die. So, I mean, it's just this day, uh, this, this day and age with drugs, it's like not the same as it used to be. I mean, even the marijuana is strong, which I like a little marijuana, but what I'm saying is, you know, even every drug, 
Could have smoked a little before this. No, I should have. I haven't, I haven't been smoking weed. I've actually taken a little uh, tolerance break from weed too. But if I go to Maybe Vegas, CBD. Alex, you need to dip yourself in CBD. I well, I've got one speed, full speed. But in Vegas, it's. I don't it's, want to it's, stop your shine. Actually, don't listen to me. You do you. Yeah. You're the one that's catching a viral move. You're like you. You should tell me, Liza. You need to up your game and be honest. Why don't you go speak at one of these meetings, Eliza? Why don't you go speak at a meeting? I might. I, I might. I, it would be fun to do one together. I would love to do that. Maybe we've got. I, mean, I don't think so. I don't know if I can keep a straight face. Yeah, but you could talk about a serious thing because you have such a following that, listen, not everybody has to be a goofball idiot like me. You can just be a well-spoken, articulate woman. And, you know, that is effective as well because, listen, I mean, not just because you're a woman, but I'm saying you speaking as, as a person that was a victim of it, your your message is more powerful than just the person. Like you said, there's a lot of people that help victims that weren't human traffic so you are especially effective i think like if you spoke and you can speak seriously you can maybe make i know you have a sense of humor you can always make a serious subject you know little levity you could probably add to it um but that actually for you it's it would be content but it, it's only it only take you like an hour the whole process you go there and you speak really usually less than an hour and i'm telling you that one video like you said it could be more powerful than any two-hour podcast or any you know, interview on Tim Pool or Blaze or wherever you're going. Like that one minute video could theoretically go viral in a different way than my goes viral. You know what I mean? In a more uh, professional way or like a more serious way. Excuse me. Think about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm always iffy. You know, one thing I don't like about myself lately is I've been real uh, extra jaded on government. I mean, I'm a full blown you know, and cat. So I, the government sucks. they suck the government and everybody that's in power. They even, talk I know, about I don't know why you're not, I don't know why you're not, um, leaning more towards, are you? Nah, you haven't thought that deeply. Well, no, no, no. The only reason is I do think like we need some rules and laws only because like I, you know, own a house. I don't want them to like take my house. Like I, I mean, I, you know, I don't want somebody. How's that working out now? Well, I mean, obviously, the government can eminent domain. The government could take my house. So, like, I'm based in reality where I realize the government does not have our best interest. So you I just said, right there argued yourself. You're like, so the government can take my house. Thieves can take my house. How is the like? How's the crime working out now? You yeah. just named two criminals that can take your house. It's Which terrible. You focus all our, your energy. Our system is so broken. I'll turn, I'm going to turn you. Watch. Well, listen. I, I mean, I am a, a little bit of an anarchist for sure. Um, Anarcho capitalist, though, because there's the creepy ones. Well, okay, there's ancoms, like uh, more the anarcho communists, and then there's more like me, my side, my side of things. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm not like Antifa. I want to make make that extremely clear. I'm not Antifa anarchist. That's not the same wave. Well, let me let me just I would kind of use this example, too. So I'm in the car business. I, and really now I've kind of been out of it. You uh, do work. See, I, I didn't yeah, want to I do work. I, I, I own a so car lot. Yeah, I own a car lot. I work and buy and sell cars for a living. Yeah, and I'm in the wholesale business. I love that. about. I I'll love give, that for you. I'll give you an instant. I feel like you're offer. probably great at it. I'm OK. At it. I could make a lot of money and if I wanted to. But it's just a lot of squeezing, not that much juice. Even though you can make a lot of money, it's just it's just it's a really grind. You're always at the auction. You're always sucking in diesel fumes. You're always like not taking advantage of people, oh. but you're always like you're just grinding and so i kind of like to like life is short 
I and I see my dad. He still works every day. He's in the bail bond business. He just grinds so much, and I don't need that much money to survive. I'm actually not money motivated. What motivates me the most, and this is not to virtue signal, is when people laugh. That's when I get the. That's when I feel the best. Like I was literally thinking that today, Alex. I was like, he probably hyped because he knows a lot of people are just laughing and having fun watching this stuff. But for someone that says that you're not into, um, you know, these type of materialistic things, your home residence and your professional attire. Look extremely exquisite, Alex. Well, you're being nice. This is a green screen. <laughs> I know it's a green screen. Uh, I know it's a green screen. And I probably got this jacket at a thrift store. So we'll forget would about you that. Live, would yeah. you live in a house like that if you had a chance? I'm I'm not materialistic. I mean, obviously, if I had the opportunity to live in a nice house, I would do that. But I don't need a yeah. house with a bunch of empty rooms. Like my buddy Cassidy Campbell, it's funny. He's like one of my good buddies. He he films a lot of content with, and he's been successful. He has nearly two million subs on YouTube. He does really well for himself. Right. He lives in like a five bedroom house. He's always like, Alex, we got to build a podcast in my house, a podcast studio in my house. Which I'm like, yes, we could do. But I'm saying he has this huge house. He's like, I got extra rooms. He has literally extra rooms in his house. I don't need a bunch of extra rooms. Like I really would be happy with just a two bedroom or whatever, just having just enough because at the end of the day, why I say that is like, I see my dad grind all the time and I know money doesn't make you happy. I come from a, like a wealthy neighborhood and I know there's just so much drug abuse, a lot of suicide and just mm. a, a lot of depression that comes with it. That Tupac money said, doesn't I mean, like biggest, make people, yeah, like big and small doesn't said, make people happy. Mo you money, have, mo problems. It, that's true, Alex. It's very well put. Yeah. No, yeah, it's there's it, money does not make folks happy. I'm also a minimalist, which is hilarious. You think because I'm so extra kind of looking, but I'm a real minimalist. Like in my lifestyle, um, my home, I just have cats. Yeah, that's I, show you how many cats you have. You know, I have five cats. I have five. Listen, how okay, I, one. I, I, why are you screaming at me too? Go grab one of it's your called, cats. It's called toxoplasmosis. So you have it too. From dealing with their fecal matter, it's a parasite that turns you into the crazy cat lady. And I have it. We're, they're all mad at me because I'm yelling and screaming. Angus, Kyle, pumpkin. Where are any of the I'm cats? mad. Oh, you have one pumpkin. I got them all. That's my mom's cat. So I started off with two. And then all these people have passed away in last year. I've like been seeing Facebook posts. I've just people just throw me their cat and I take it. And Dusty, my little cat. Let me get Dusty. Hold on. Dusty. Dusty, Dusty, Dusty. Okay, now that I have you alone, Alex is going to give himself an aneurysm. I wonder if he can sleep well at night or if he's like up all night being a spaz. I like that he's high energy, though. It's a good vibe. He's a great guy. Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm going crazy. This is Dusty. Okay, I mean, breathe. Breathe. No, I, I'm breathe. Talk, I talk so right, much your baby. Well, this, this oh, is what this a is, sweetheart. This is Dusty. That, Alex, I got to text you a picture of my cat, Barkley. That looks just like, oh, what an angel. But she has kidney disease. She's dying really slowly. It's really bad. Wow. It's sad. Dusty's like the sweetest one. But then I also have, then look at this. Uh, oh, oh, I also have this, this dog. Come here. Uh, Ginger. Uh, oh. oh, wow. I'm funny. <laughs> yeah, she likes what it too. Sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> Look at those lips. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but she pa she eats all the cat's food and she passes gas all day. She's this dog is. Oh, I wish you wouldn't eat the cat's food so much. It does. It's not good for her diet. But you have but you have one cat. Is that I, I'm I'm a cat obsessed as you can tell. Um, I told you how many cats I have, uh, but I please don't announce it. Say it. Oh yeah, you have a bunch of what? You have a shut up, Alex. Alex, okay. I swear on my whole existence, 
Um, and <laughs> I, I have it. Yeah, I also yes, I have a, I have cats. I love my cats. Um, they are amazing. And I freaking listen. This is how obsessed I am. I'll be at work and I'll look at pictures of my cats while I'm at work. That's how much I miss them. So, yes, I do have the brain situation. The only pictures I take are of my cats. I don't want to pull it up, but literally on my phone, it's either like some content I filmed or my cats. There's no selfies. There's no like my friends at a party. Well, maybe sometimes I'll take a picture of my friends, but it's like literally hundred cat photos in a video, hundred cat photos. I can, I can just take pictures of them all day. It's really- Hey, listen, what <laughs> happened to you today? Did you get banned off Instagram and TikTok? No, but in, in all in within 24 hours, I, I'm about to get kicked off TikTok. I got a hit for TikTok. I got a hit for Instagram. And then I got a sensitive warning label on my, on my video and a, a thing from Germany saying that, that somebody reported it. And it went from basically like, we would have been at over 2 million views, but as soon as it got that sensitive warning, because a lot of accounts that, you know, they can't see it, it doesn't count as a view unless they click the sensitive button. So the views just stopped, it just died. And then my buddy Cassidy, who his didn't get a sensitive warning, ended up getting more views than mine, which is cool, which I'm actually happy for, but I was crushing him and we posted at the same time. So it just shows you how that sensitive warning just kills it. And so you were right, like they're gonna try to take me off because, the most effective way to break somebody out of the trauma-based mind control or out of like the fake matrix is with comedy. Because even the people on the left can be like, is this, is this really what I look like? It's like, it, right. that, that's just so effective. So they, they want to shut down You call it trauma-based mind control. Where did you get that specific language? That's a conspiracy term that's been used for years. Guys like David okay. Icke, guys like Alex Jones. And it's, I mean, it's, it's. Trauma-based mind control. Yeah, I heard you use that on, uh, on Tucker. Tucker and, I, and I had never heard that before. It makes sense. You know, these are areas I think are really interesting. I like to think about these things very frequently because, um, you know, as a survivor of human trafficking, uh, the second time I was trafficked, which I never told my story. And I, I'm not saying this is, this doesn't have to be the last time I come on. I can Oh, no, please. But um, but uh, I was in a heavy coercive relationship with my former abuser, so I was I had heavy trauma bonds and uh, you know Stockholm syndrome type of relationship. So I do like thinking about these things very deeply because I try to figure out okay what's the what's the pattern, how does it happen to folks, and what's the best way to set individuals who want to be free free, or to plant those seeds that maybe there's a different pathway forward. So you think that comedy is a good way to get folks out of that sort of pattern of thinking? Well, for me, it's like, I look at a guy, Andy Kaufman was a comedian and Jim Carrey did a movie about it, Man on the Moon. But what he did is he liked to blur the line of reality and fiction. Like he would go on a TV show, like uh, like that was like Saturday, he was on Saturday Night Live, but there was a show called Fridays, which was kind of similar to Saturday Mm -hmm. Night Live. And so like they would have a sketch and then he would do something different in the sketch they weren't supposed to. And it's called mixing, like, and it, you'd make people question, like, is he, was it they're supposed to do that? What He did a lot of stuff like that. He'd be a stand-up comedy and he'd call somebody from the audience and the guy would punch him on stage, but the guy was in on the bit the whole time. Yeah. So it, what, what I'm trying to say is everybody has their brain stuck on, I hate to say this, we're stuck on stupid. It's like idiocracy. You're just like somebody There's else. There's no we here, Alex. Well, you know There's what I mean? No I'm just here. talking about the royal we, but. but um, I get what you're saying. And, yeah. And, and people are just a sheep. They're, they're, they're literally like asleep. They're a sheep. They just want somebody to tell them. They don't want to be able to use their own brain. So for me, if you can just get somebody to question something, then they have to Google it. Then they have to turn on their brain. Then they have to start asking questions. That's like the most effective thing because most of the time we're just on cruise control. We're worried about our bills. We're worried about our cats being sick. We're worried about our car tire being flat. We're worried about our battery. I mean, there's so many other stuff that, you know, distracts us. So if you can kind of break somebody out of that spell by being like, wait, did that, is that guy in a bathing suit? Does that guy really want to kill Vladimir Putin? Is that guy, wait, what? 
that, in my opinion, is the most effective way of getting my point across. And, and I didn't invent that method. Other people have done it. I just think that personally is the most effective because when I first started doing my podcast, I was like, you know, the government's lying, 9-11, inside job blood, start a, war, start a war in the Middle East and blah, 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 blah. It, it doesn't hit the same as if you're like, you kind of just act like the absurd absurdity that we're currently living in. And you kind of, you know, put that on display and people are like, man, do I really look like that? Is this, is this guy for real? And that opens up the door in our brain that's usually closed. Interesting. I like that perspective. I never thought about it that way. Well, I'm a weird guy, Eliza. Man, what an hour. It flew by. Okay, so what do we got? We got to end. Should we, let's see if we can end the stream with maybe a little freestyle, maybe one bar or something. Let me okay, see. this is what this is my only rules about rap battle with you. No pre-used material and because you have bars in your head that you go to as your uh like thing. You cannot use pre-used bars. I know, but at primetime 99, you know, I have some bars. We don't have to use pre I mean, this is gonna be every No, show. no, that, I just gave you the rules. I know no pre-used bars, but I had to start with I'm prime time, nah, nah, nah. I mean that's just that's the intro bar. Okay, but I get it. I get it. Hold on, no, maybe. that's you buying yourself time because you're afraid to be in an honest rap battle with me. <laughs> yeah, I hope you I'll win. I hope you win. Hold on, let me see if I can find some. I always music. win, Alex. Well, I you, always I, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's see, can you can you hear that? But you can hear it. I just yeah. playing around. I'm just playing around. I'm hoping my. Oh, I'm so nervous. I've never rapped before, Alex. Oh, we might have wait, to wait, what's the, the top? I feel like there should be a topic from your chat. That way, people know there's no pre. That's true. Bar. Okay, okay. So, guys, in the chat, let's get some. Uh, let's get some uh, topics going. We got. I'm over, so nervous. We, got, we have over 600 people watching on just YouTube. So. Uh, Guys, no, that, does, that doesn't ease me not being nervous. No, no. We have over a thousand total watching, but I'm saying, uh, guys, okay. Uh, what is, what is, what are some ideas? You guys, this is like an improv game that, what was it, that show? It's, it, I used to love that show. Whose line is it anyway? That show is great. I, don't no, I just need, we just need a starting off point. That's fair. Conspiracy. Oh my gosh. Some of these, but hunger games, the moon, Epstein Island, Oh, come on. We're talking to a, a human trafficking victim. Let's yeah, not rap about so much, I know. Come on. So <laughs> cats. Somebody said cats in the chat. It should be cats. I feel like you have pre- nah. No, I, I have talked about osmosis. I don't, I don't have pre-anything. Nope, I don't trust you with cat raps. Okay, Will Smith. Uh, I would I would be game to that. Okay, I'll agree to Will Smith. Okay, so I'll go first. Should I'm I... so nervous. We'll just say a couple bars. Okay, all right. So I, I just picked this oh. random, no copyright instrumental rap song. So I want to make sure you can hear it, though. You can hear that? Okay. You gotta go. Be nervous. It's prime time. Oh, let me, I gotta maybe turn it down a little. Can you guys hear my audio? Go is prime time. Will Smith slapping the face. Chris Rock, did you like the taste when they hit you in the mouth? Yes, I'm in the cell. Prime time. Yes, I'm on a drag. Yes, I can't rhyme all night long. And I'm wearing my pink thong. Will Smith's wife was wrong when she struck that other guy's dong. Why does she do all that? Let it burn. Hit it from the back. Will Smith is really sad. And the internet was real bad. Will Smith is a dad. He should act a little better. Will Smith got 
I'm the she wins so hard. Yeah, I'm a real rap dog. I'm a rap king. I can rap all day long. I'm I'm like okay, a little let's not autistic. Hype yourself up a bit. Let's not okay, don't don't start. If you think you're fully on because I lost a rap battle. I've never rapped before. You're a professional. You rap professionally, okay? <laughs> I say I rap professionally is a is a long is is, is Yeah, I know. I should Gumby action to get to that reach, but I'm just saying. I mean, damn, I can't believe you just played me right on the street. I mean, I'm a grinder yeah, and a shiner. That's I how I do it. People are going nuts in the chat. They love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that rap was good, Alex. Well, okay, guys, let's let's wrap things up. And it was such an honor, Eliza, to have you on the show. And we're gonna do it again. Like I'm telling you, I, I'm next week. I'm going to New York, but we need to do a stream with Shiraj. I'd love for you to come on too. Kind of break the ice, you know. Um, break the it, ice like you like we didn't just break the ice tonight for an no, hour. No, with Siraj. I'm just, you know what I mean. I'm just saying, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no ice to break with Siraj. He's like, ugh. you'll see. You think I talk trash to you tonight? You'll see how I talk to him. Well, I kind of like it. I like it. I'm a guardian for punishment. So I, know I you like do. it. I like it a little <laughs> bit. Okay, so tell the people where they can find you. Tell them about your podcast. Yes. And what do you want to leave them with? The message you want to leave the people with tonight. Yeah, sure. Um, the message I want to leave folks with tonight is please talk to your children about internet safety. That's number one. And please be mindful of what your children are doing online. If you don't think that they know uh, how to make, uh, you know, find the new apps or get a VPN, you're twisted. These children are very intelligent when it comes to tech, but so are the predators. Predators know how to find your children online. So you have to outsmart the predators and in some cases, your children as well. So please be very mindful of who your children are talking to online, where folks can find me at Eliza Blue on Twitter at E-L-I-Z-A-B-L-E-U. It's blue like Blue cheese. And I've never said that out loud before. Tim Dillon I love said blue that. cheese. What are you talking about? That's so great. Tim Dillon said that about me and now it's like stuck in my head. But um, and then I have a locals community. So one of the things about me is I'm completely self-supported. I'm not supported by any political party. I'm not, you know, I have no advertisers. Nobody controls my voice. I do not speak on behalf of any organization. I'm just out here fully doing everything on my own. So um, if you want to throw a couple bucks in my Twitter chip jar, that would be amazing. Um, or you could sign up for my locals community. It's free to sign up if you just want to get uh, subscribed to my email list. Because, uh, you know, Alex is going to get banned one day. I'll probably get banned one day. Please, at least, if nothing else, sign up for that free subscription so that you get signed up for my email list. Brand new podcast, uh, ElizaBluePodcast.com. Amazing guests. I've had the most fire guests, period. I mean, nobody can touch my guests. Best guests in the world, the most nuanced-based people. Um, I've interviewed one survivor of human trafficking, Dr. Nisi. Dr. Nisi Hamilton, and she's fire. Don't miss her. Um, yesterday, I just dropped my Chef Gruel interview, and that podcast Andrew is available. Great. Oh, wait, 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 first, great. I, I want to tell everybody this. Guys, you guys have to support independent creators uh, like Eliza, and, and that's why I appreciate the support, guys, because we don't have the legacy media. We don't have a, you know, a, a safety net. We're out here grinding on our own, and it's not easy. So, I, guys, I'm just telling you, go and follow her on Twitter, Go send her a chat, like two bucks, a buck. It's more about the thought. It's about the support. Obviously, we need money to survive, but like if you're willing to support us, it keeps us going. At least it keeps me motivated, and I'm sure it does you too. So that support yeah, for independent I mean, content is huge. Go, go ahead. Yeah, that too. No, I firmly, yeah, I mean, everybody heard why I started the podcast. I mean, this is no joke out here, and I'm all gas, no brakes, but I have to be able to make it happen. You know what I mean? I have to be able to make it. I'm not like a wealthy person at all. So, uh, so but it's not just about money. 
money. Like I need yeah. subscribers on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and Odyssey. I prefer Odyssey. I'm sick of these legacy tech platforms. Um, my podcast has done the best on Odyssey. Um, and then other people listen a lot to YouTube. My numbers are through the floor, but the deal is what would actually be extremely helpful right now is for you to subscribe and just go like and listen, even if you turn off the sound or whatever you're going <laughs> to do. Like, legit, no, listen to the sound, but okay, sorry. Advertisers, no, but advertisers are looking at my podcast right now, seeing if they want to invest. I need to get my numbers up. So that helps me the most above anything. Um, and we'll and, add that in the description. I don't have the YouTube channel, but guys, we're going to have that. We're going to put that on there right now. Uh, yeah, my whole, everything's available on elizabluepodcast.com. Yeah. My locals community, it's eliza.locals.com. All of that's in there. So it's super easy. And it's also uh, in my Twitter bio as well at eliza bleu wow. um, when you type your name and you've been on every show eliza i mean wow dr drew just everybody you're really uh, uh getting the message i love dr drew that's you, the homie yeah he's awesome but you know he's a little bit of a you know uh, the conspiracy world like you know he's he wants i've called him to a show and talked to him a bunch and so he he's a teetotaler you know what i mean he's he, but don't let na 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 da 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 don't let him fool you so uh he and his beautiful we can only wife, say so much about medical stuff on the show before you say anything sorry go ahead you know that i wasn't gonna say, say everything's that, safe and effective thank you for reminding me what i have known for six seven months okay i just it's just such a good stream i don't want it to get i got, you. Down, I got you boo calm down i got I you i can't ever calm down Liza. you know that i, I got you down. i like it though so anyway um um, no, he took me out to dinner uh, in South Dakota. He and his wife, because uh, we were all speaking at Freedom Fest with, with Naomi Wolf. Dr. Wolf. It was, uh, yeah, it was all of us together at the dinner table. It was a beautiful dinner. One of the best nights of my life. It was exquisite. But yeah, so don't let him play you. He He's hip to the game. Okay, and he does seem like that. Uh, but the, the only other complaint about him, which is not a complaint, I love the celebrity rehab. But they'd always say, you know, that like none of the celebs ever got off drugs. And that's not his fault. That's because, you know, uh, the celebs, maybe well, one addiction, or two. Addiction is really powerful, you know. What's and that was an interesting circumstance. You know, I'm not going to say he's been perfect his entire career. Dr. Drew's great. I don't want to bash I'm saying he's a man. Like, as a man, I would call him if I needed, like, a second father opinions type of energy. You know what I mean? I look at him with that type of regard. Like, if I was really in a pinch. And I really needed something I would call. Well, I'd probably call his wife, but yeah. I, I like Dr. Drew love line. It just, it just, uh, and, and Adam Carolla is awesome. You know, the, how oh my gosh. he's, he's one of the best. So obviously yeah. he's pretty awake if that's one of his best friends. So I think he, he can figure it out. Okay. He's Eliza. What, All right. What, what a great show. Awesome. And, and I'm telling what a great you, show. no, it was awesome. It was such a pleasure. Okay. Everybody go and support Eliza. Tell her I sent you because that would make me look good. You know, help her out. And it helps me out. Like we said earlier, we all want to pump each other up because that will just lift us up against the technocracy, against, you know, the legacy media. We are independent content creators. So we need your support way more than those people. So we really appreciate <laughs> it. So peace, guys. Thank y'all. Peace.